Welcome to the Commander Theory Podcast. I'm Nick, and I'm here with my friend Zach. Hey, everybody. So a couple days ago, uh, we got the first uh, droplets, dribbles, drafts yes. of information about Commander 2018, one month prior to its release. So today we're going to be talking about that information, um, doing a little bit of speculation or hopes about what we're going to see in these upcoming pre-cons. Yeah, and maybe what we hope they don't do <laughs> yeah yeah our fears as well um yeah so we'll we'll start with the uh what we know which is we've seen the names and themes and colors identities of the four decks that are going to be released this year so the first of which is uh exquisite artifacts and that is blue red and it's an artifact deck the next what's the next act? yeah so the next one is uh nature's vengeance and it is uh jund it's uh black red green and it is themed after lands do you want to talk about the next one <laughs> the next is uh called adaptive enchantment it is blue white green and it is an enchantment deck and the fourth yeah it's esper it's called subjective reality so that's a uh, white blue black and they were kind of vague on it. It's just top card of your deck matters, and like zones matter, kind of. Is, yeah, I think is one of the things they said. So that's not really a card type, if you notice. Yeah, the first three definitely fit a strong theme, yeah. and the fourth is just kind of. And here's another idea we had. Yeah. So I mean, I'm kind of okay with that. I honestly don't care if they have themes for the commander decks, other than like. I mean, Commanders. I like the themes, and I also, I'm wondering what if they're doing with the the Esper deck's objective reality. I wonder if they're trying to do the same thing they did last year with Wizards. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Yeah, because they specifically <laughs> said last year that um, the Wizard deck was intended to be like a, an option for people who don't like tribal decks, uh, basically like hedging their bets on the theme. Yeah, which uh. just seems like a bad idea because a like okay, you might not like tribal decks so i can understand well it's a bad idea for a couple reasons yeah yeah Uh, last year it was a bad idea just because it doesn't if you are going to have a theme you should commit to the theme like if you say and we've got another option for you people who hate this it's like you're not really committing you're you're kind of like you your product should be about maximizing the enjoyment for the people who like it rather than like trying to prevent present this like half measure that yeah. nobody's really gonna love and that's kind of what their philosophy is they've at least stated as being for a while has been like make sure people who love it really love it so it really didn't make sense in that regard yeah and then uh so this year it doesn't make sense for that same reason which yeah. is if like just commit to your theme and stop pussyfooting around yep but there's also the issue of like okay tribal definitely is like a specific archetype and they're in a, in that way they are interchangeable a little bit. There is like a, a play style they do tend to be more aggressive type of deck. So they they are similar in that respect. And I can see I don't agree with it, but I can yeah. see why you might want to present an alternative option. But card types like you can like you can easily present four drastically different play styles within the theme of card types. 
Like, yes. if you have a deck that focuses on creatures, well, that's your aggressive deck. Like, Enchantress might be more controlling. Uh, you can have a spell-based combo deck or an artifact-based combo deck. Like, lands is sort of grindy value. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of different play t- styles you can fit into this theme, so it doesn't really make sense to present an option for people who don't like yeah. card types. Yeah, which doesn't... Yeah, it didn't really make sense. And I'm still kind of, like grasping at straws for why this was the decision that was made like it seems like it's such a broad option to give themselves card types there's like you said there's so many things to do and yet there were i mean there were four other card types that they could (laughs) have used for this last slot that makes sense that that you could have feasibly done like i understand why they might be hesitant to do like instants and sorceries i understand why they didn't want to do planeswalker yeah and (laughs) planeswalker but this still like you, you i don't know it's it seems very strange to me. Yeah. Um, that said, I do think the top of library theme like could be interesting. I've yeah. seen, but we'll, we'll get into that more later on. I think we're just going to run through these in the order we presented them. That's, yeah, okay. yeah, that sounds good. Uh, so, blue-red artifacts. Um, sorry, it's actually Exquisite Invention. I, I uh, misspoke <laughs> earlier. Uh, so, I'm. how, how do you feel about uh, this deck? This is the deck I'm probably most excited for and also most hesitant about just because I, I don't know if I trust them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've scorned me too many times. Um, this is the deck that I think people have actually wanted for the longest time mm-hmm. out of all of these. Like, this is the thing that people have been asking for. And as we've kind of mentioned before, I don't think Joyra actually scratched that itch in the proper way yeah i'm i'm very very happy to see that like they didn't just check the box with joy rat and then forget about it forever oh thank god because as as we've stated before we'll we'll just recap the argument against joy which is that (laughs) um the the cards you want to play with when you think of blue red artifacts don't fit into a joy deck like just yeah. doing value with Master Transmuter or Goblin Welder, that's way too slow for what Joyra is trying to do. Like, the mm-hmm. optimized Joyra deck is Joyra, a couple lands, and then every zero-cost artifact in Magic. <laughs> and then you just play Joyra and draw your deck, and eventually you win the game with something. Yeah. So I'm I'm very happy to see that they're getting another crack at it, and I hope that they think a little bit more carefully about how to present or how to design a commander that will allow you to do the things that blue red artifact players want to do yeah you had an idea you talked about before do you want to do you want to say what that is sure yeah i think that um you have to be really careful when rewarding artifacts because it's so easy for it to tilt into combo um so true (laughs) like if you like joyra's trigger if it's just drawing cards for artifacts then you're just going to cast the cheapest artifacts and the like the cheapest artifacts are often like the the mana rocks like the moxes the mana crypts whatever so you have to be really careful with that and then if you also have cost reduction that also tends to mess things up because then okay this mana rock that normally costs two and taps for one suddenly costs one and taps for one so it's basically every one of these just pays for itself yeah and from there you can easily snowball into some sort of combo yeah so that there's a lot of danger and i think that the way to build around artifacts in that allows you to play most of the cards you really want to play with is to focus on artifact creatures 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because a lot of the coolest things that people want to do is like I'm swap I'm swapping out this solemn simulacrum for a duplicate, and I'm triggering <laughs> my like scrap trawler at the same time. Yeah, like most of what you want to do is really more about artifact creatures, and then the artifact the like mana rocks are kind of just there to. Help you out and pad the theme and exact, count, exactly count towards metal craft or whatever the heck you're doing. Yeah, because I think that if you wanted to, if you really want to deck make your deck built around mana rocks, you can already do that. It's called Joyra. Let's do something <laughs> different that is slower and let's and is slow enough that you can play these sweet value cards. Yeah, that are fun and that you have wanted to play for forever. Yeah, but just aren't just don't work yeah (laughs) just don't have a home oh why do you have anything else you want to say regarding blue red artifacts um yeah i guess my my fear is that they do just kind of give it another combo commander and my the thing i was predicting was uh if if they're gonna kind of low low ball us here is like a commander that makes like thopters and is a sack outlet Mm -hmm. like that's let's like kind of what i'm expecting but i'm crossing my fingers that that's not what we end up getting because like i hope that they've actually looked and, at, and thought about and it thought about it so that's I, I had a big long discussion with a friend who um plays commander it's pretty much all he plays and um he had some very interesting opinions about commander design philosophy within wizards that i think is now outdated mm-hmm. and i think it's outdated now if you look at what happened with Battle Bond and Dominaria and what they've been talking about and how many people internally play Commander now, where a few years ago, like, back when Return to Ravnica was around, it was a few it was like Aaron Forsyth, Ken Nagel maybe some people in, like yeah. marketing or something like. but the, like, Commander group has slowly uh, like, replaced the other yeah. pod people <laughs> exactly, so, and most people at Wizards play Magic at this point too which is kind of a weird fun fact but i think that's kind of what you need to be able to make a game that's good enough mm-hmm. so i just think that i'm that gives me a little bit more hope i'm a little bit more hopeful with this commander product as opposed to last year and the years before because i think that we've seen the turning point of how they think about commander in our past already with dominaria and with battle bond like yeah i, I think that from commander 2017 i mean commander 2017 was a big leap forward from mm-hmm. the previous years yeah um, and of course, then we've had this run of hits with Dominaria, uh, Battle Bond, and M nineteen, yeah. all giving up commander yeah, players yeah, yeah. a lot of tools. Um, so I am I am optimistic, and I just hope that um, one thing I want to touch on briefly is like I hope that their design strategy when designing these commanders is to figure out. Because these are all, like, archetypes that should have existed by now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then just didn't have a commander. Yeah. For, for the most part. So what they, I really hope they're doing is, like, taking just listing out all the cards that, okay, we know people want to play Enchantress's Presence and yeah. Argothian <laughs> Enchantress and this and this and this. So what can we design that will make these things, running these things better than just running good stuff in yeah. these colors. Make this playable and actually fun and competitive as opposed to just a pile of cards. Yeah, and thinking about the, what the optimized version of the deck look like, looks like and then if your optimized version of the deck doesn't allow is not 
going to be what people want yeah going back to the drawing board mm-hmm. like i really want the fun thing to be the correct play i don't like mm-hmm. this joyra half measure well it's like okay sure you maybe you'll start off playing your mere battle sphere <laughs> in your joyra deck and but like after about one game you're going to be like hmm these mana rocks are much better than these artifact creatures. <laughs> and then, like, two games later, you're going to be like, man, the cheaper these mana rocks are, the better. The better. And then about, you know, three games after that, you're going to be like, oh, it's just all zero-cost artifacts. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that that's... I am hopeful for this one. I'm hoping to finally get the blue-red artifact commander that I, I've wanted, and I know a lot of people have wanted. Um, which kind of brings us to the next one, uh, which is the... Uh, nature's vengeance the jund lands deck and i don't i don't know anyone who is asking for this i have seen it online i've i've like lurked in enough you know commander areas of the internet to see like the what commander do you wish exists thread about Mm -hmm. you know three dozen times by now so i have seen people ask uh, specifically for this for a jund lands commander but I am skeptical that it yeah. needs all these colors. Yeah. I, I'm of the opinion that uh, the fewer colors, the better when it comes to a commander's color identity. You want it to be exactly the number of colors it needs to be in order to be viable. Uh, so, for example, like I think that blue-red artificers is like the base of the deck and that adding like white or black on top of that is kind of unnecessary because you're going to have enough playables yeah yeah uh to fill out your deck and not have a lot more and the problem with like adding additional colors on top of that is like then you're adding more good stuff that you're competing with yeah and so like you're gonna have to look at your uh you know your scrap mastery or your whatever your duretti and like compare it to you know the best black cards or the best white cards and slowly your theme is going to get eaten away over time if you're like thinking towards optimizing your deck yeah if you're just trying to make like the most impact with the fewest amount of cards yeah yeah so i and and so i look at this like jund lands thing and i am so obviously you need green for a land deck obviously obviously yeah oh yeah um, but I'm really wondering if black is entirely necessary. <laughs> yeah, because you've got your you've got your worm harvest, mm-hmm. you've got your Gitrog monster, yeah, Classic. and then the third black card that cares about lands is yeah, I can't think of a sinkhole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't actually. I was thinking like if you wanted to go really deep, you could be like reprocess or oh. <laughs> like infernal tribute. But Inf- oh, yeah. the point is like after literally after two cards you're starting to scrape that bottom of the barrel yeah and so it it begs the question of like do you really need a whole nother colors worth of good stuff for these two to four cards Ooh, squandered resources that's not a bad one (laughs) that's not a bad one but it's still like just a handful really yeah no it doesn't it doesn't invalidate your point (laughs) yeah yeah and uh i mean i've seen people talk about like uh, of course, you want to run Obnixilis, but that's not a real that's, thing. That's, no, that's no. not real. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so red, I'll accept red. Like uh, playing Seismic Assault and Life from the Loam in the same deck mm-hmm. seems pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and say, people like the red green Omnath too. That's yeah, you got your you got your Seismic Assault. You got your red green Omnath. You got your like Molten Vortex. Yeah. your yeah, Borgmos. Yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. I think that they can 
get there with red um but or, or even like a countryside crusher is not yeah this is a terrible pretty, idea yeah that'd be kind of cool actually um but yeah i don't see what black adds to it and i don't like the idea of more colors than you need yep yeah no i think that it's kind of gimmicky because they i'm glad they've checked the box on four color I don't mm. think that's actually necessary for anything. The, anything the format they're so hard to design. Uh, I think Partners was a cool idea that was executed very badly. Very badly, um, at least the first time around, and uh, and also the second time. around. And the second time around, yeah, they they really kind of fudged the bucket on that one. Um, but I think that they do know that people like three color. People like those decks, so I'm wondering how much of it's like a marketing ploy. Like you're, I, I agree with you that I think a red green lands deck would have been super cool and like fleshed out and like have a cool theme. But I'm wondering. I think that if you're the adult in the room, which I am, <laughs> I'm positing that Wizards is, yeah, you can't let your kids have candy for dinner. <laughs> I think that if you're really gonna be like shepherding this format by creating products for it then you need to be a little bit more responsible and think about like what will actually make the format better yeah 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 i think that that is that is definitely true i would hope that someone in that room is saying that instead of like a hasbro representative like being like well nerf made this million last quarter (laughs) but yeah do you have any predictions uh so about the lands deck i think it's pretty clear at this point that it's going to be like graveyard dredge based maybe like sacking or discarding lands and then getting them back just because we've seen what appears to be a lot of seeds in the last couple years yeah Uh, like i mean just within the current standard environment we have world shaper and then just in m19 they reprinted uh crucible and scape shift yeah and all of those cards indicate like okay you're gonna get lands in your graveyard somehow and then you're gonna get them back on the battlefield yeah. and that's you're gonna be your mechanism for ramping yeah oh also i forgot about ramen up excavator or whatever his name yeah is. yeah there you go all those yeah it's been a weird thing and prior to that like no longer in standard but they also we also had a splendid reclamation so i think that's the direction they're gonna go with it and they're probably gonna have i i'm, I'm really excited to see more uh landfall triggers yeah, I hope, honestly, that that's something that they put in. Especially, like, if they are going to put black in there, like, maybe an actual... Yeah, if they, if like, they like, use the new black slots for good landfall triggers, I'll be like, okay, if you, are, if you recognize that black isn't there currently, and then you use your slots to help it get there... Yeah. I'll accept that. Yeah, that, that, that will also make me happy. And, um, and I just want more uh, good landfall triggers because the number right now is not that impressive. No, it's really it's it, it's sad because I've seen a lot of people try to make like a landfall deck, and usually it's red green. And, and after the first you know five or six cards, you're just not getting there. Yeah, just it, it's not there unless your like commander is red green omnath. You you don't there's not enough. You don't have enough there. Like, when your commander is the landfall trigger, cool, okay, yeah, you build your deck around the card. That's welcome to commander. Mm-hmm. But when you are using Azusa for your landfall deck, you're doing it wrong. Like, I've seen that a bunch of times. Or um, 
Who are the red green four 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 four? You play next. Oh, Mina and Den. Mina and Den. I've seen a lot of people try to make Mina and Den landfall, mm-hmm. and it it doesn't do anything. You kind of like dirtle. Yeah, if you don't draw the card, the like handful of cards that actually do anything with yeah. lands. Yeah, the Mina and Den deck I saw that was the best. Just had a bunch of staples. Yeah, in it. it's just good stuff. Yeah, so that was really sad. But yeah, I I agree with you. I think the thing that I I, I said earlier that I'm, I'm not sure about was I was trying to think of what they haven't done in a while that would be cool in those colors. And so, like, animating lands was the thing I came up with because then they can die, so you could have triggers and stuff like that. It would make this, like, give it a little, like, reach somewhat or something like that. But I'm not actually sure if I feel strongly about that anymore. I don't know if I've ever heard, like... I'm your your lands dying as an upside to animating them yeah. before. <laughs> I think I'm the only person in the world who's thought uh-huh. of <laughs> or hoped for that, I should say. Uh, okay, uh, one last question that I want to answer for our viewers. Uh, when Oracle Moldiah is not printed in this deck, who should we write angry, angry letters oh, to? Yes. Yeah, um, I mean, Mara's going to get the brunt of them, but honestly, I'm going to tell Aaron Forsyth, like, hey man, this is your job too. <laughs> you, come on, you're heading this. You're piloting this ship. Yeah, but are you ready to move on to uh, the enchantment stick? Yes. Yeah, I've got a lot of opinions about this one. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, actually, what, what would you like to say about the enchantment deck? Yeah, I, I think that they've needed to make this archetype for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, Enchantress has just never existed. And that's bad. That's not okay. Lots of people want it. It's cool that they're finally doing it. I think that they took the easiest option and just kind of looked at enchant... It it feels like they took the easiest option, looked at enchantments, and were like, oh yeah, Bant would be a good place for that, and just kind of put it there without actually thinking about it, which I think kind of segues into a point you want to make about it. So I do not agree with the choice of color identity for this deck. Mm-hmm. I think that white green, okay, that makes perfect sense. White green black, that would also make perfect sense. Yeah. I'll get more into why in a minute. White blue green doesn't really strike the the blue does not not strike me as necessary for this archetype at all. Yeah, it yeah. <laughs> I I think that maybe their thought process was like enchantress decks tend to be pillow 40. And then blue does have good pillow forty cards. Oh, yeah, this I, has I mean, some. It has a few. I, well, good is like not the right adjective for pillow fort cards. <laughs> it but has adequate pill- cards to put into your. It ha- blue contains cards that <laughs> fit the theme <laughs> oh, of pillow fort. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so because you got your collective restraint and your um, and your propaganda. Yeah. There's probably a couple more I'm not thinking of off the top of my head. There's like umbilicus variants and stuff like that that kind of like handle creatures and stuff like that. Yeah, so there are things within blue that fit Pillow Fort, but A, I think Pillow Fort is a... Tr- uh, oh man, I need to like organize this a bit more because I have so- <laughs> uh, I think Pillow Fort is a trap for Enchantress um, for the most part. Yeah. And I think that... If you just look at what the colors most like, what the colors' strongest cards are, and how many enchantment enablers they have, black handily beats out blue. Because mm-hmm. if you look at the most played black cards in Commander, I think 
20 of the top 100 and 13 or 11 of the top 50 mm-hmm. are enchantments. Yeah. And then compare that to blue where 13 of the top 100 and uh, 6 of the top 50 blue cards played in commander are enchantments. Yeah. So just naturally within the colors, more of the power seems to be concentrated in enchantments in black relative to blue. Blue's power tends to be more concentrated in like its instants and sorceries. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, those sorceries. So like the naturally good cards in black are are more likely to be enchantments. Mm-hmm. So you can if you have an enchantress deck that's in black, like you're gonna happily run your Phyrexian Arena. You're gonna happily run your Necropotence, bunch of other enchantments that are just high quality and don't and you're happy to run in your deck anyway. And you get additional bonuses from your enchantress effects. Mm-hmm. Whereas with blue, even like those blue cards that are represented in the top fifty, ten those enchantments tend to be more niche. Like, yeah. Like you can't just run your inexorable tide in any old deck. Yeah, and also a lot of them are card draw. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the really good blue enchantments are just card draw enchantments. Like it's not actually a theme. Mm-hmm. It like your enchantress if you're playing enchantresses are drawing you cards, so you're just drawing cards and you're like slowly building slower than like an artifact deck I don't don't mind that so much just because I think that what an enchantress deck is trying to do is play a bunch of cards that do naturally good things like Mm -hmm. cards that control the board or build up your resources those are that's just how you win games of magic is doing those things yeah and then but those cards happen to be enchantments and they also have rewards for playing enchantments I think that's what like the enchantress archetype wants to do yeah yeah and pillow fort is just something it defaults to because if all of your cards are enchantments you don't have you have like fewer good ways to deal with creatures because you don't have your own creatures to block yeah so it's just i've got to do something to not die to everyone else's creatures (laughs) but but i'm getting out of myself um so another thing another advantage that black has over blue is enchantment rewards Mm-hmm. So black has a, a, a lot of fairly decent constellation triggers. Uh, I think Agent of Erebos is that enchantment. I mean, that graveyard hate is relevant in this format. I think that Doomwake Giant, like there's plenty of small value creatures, mana dorks, that that can pick off pretty easily if you're just getting like even two triggers a turn is going to net you some cards. Yeah. Uh, and then also Thought Render Lamia is really powerful oh i forgot about that yeah so, so oh, yeah yeah it, it really doesn't take much before you're getting like four for ones off of thought render lamia mm-hmm. like the first trigger okay my three opponents each discard one card next trigger like that's a lot of cards yeah it happens pretty fast yeah you can clean out their hand in in very little time so those are all powerful and then there's also stuff there's other uh, uh enchantment bonuses that are like uh, white black because you've got things like uh, treasury thrall which can regrow enchantments pretty easily yeah. if you want to go really deep you've got blight caster <laughs> <laughs> um, so oh another uh, another sweet uh, black enchantment uh, Liliana's contract yeah the new one yeah it's, it's just red. it's just tidings and uh, it's really uh, it's, it's a card it's you're really happy good. to play yeah so I think that black has a and and com, uh, comparatively like blue 
has blues advantages when it comes to Enchantress are you've got you've got like Hannah ship's navigator. Yeah. Which was, I, I didn't want to interrupt you there for one sec, that was the argument someone used against me, like, no, this is good because of Hannah. And then, <laughs> and then kind of the question you got to ask is, then why not just play Hannah? Like, if yeah, you want to exactly. play, like, white-blue artifacts, there's already a commander for that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Extinguish All Hope. That's actually really sweet, especially yeah. if we get more Constellation creatures. Which would be great. Then, like, it'd be, it, I mean, it's just a one-sided wrath. Yeah, That's yeah. awesome. Um, but yeah, continuing it, so in blue we have Hannah... And, and then I think the thing that really draws people in is like Aura Thief and Enchanted oh. Evening. <laughs> yeah, Enchanted Evening I think is the biggest one. Yeah. I think it's the biggest draw. Although arguably like you don't... Uh, Enchanted Evening doesn't actually work with most of the triggers yeah. out there. Oh yeah, totally. Because A, it doesn't really increase the number of constellation triggers you're getting, but just because the majority of your cards are already enchantments. So it's really only the handful of, like, you know, Argothian Enchantress or Mesa Enchantress in your deck that are benefiting from that. So you need to have, like, a non-enchantment permanent in your hand, an enchantment evening on the battlefield, and then a constellation trigger on the battlefield before you're actually really getting value off of your enchanted evening. Yeah, I also... Oh, yeah, sorry to interrupt you, but I also think that, like, Enchanted Evening isn't for doing fair stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think that's also something, like, Enchanted Evening isn't a card for your enchantment deck. Like, yeah, you can put it in there, yeah, you can do stuff with it, but you can it's about doing busted stuff yeah <laughs> like you can do some messed up stuff with that card yeah I, uh cleansing meditation is the other one yeah. <laughs> which cleansing meditation uh not a bad card it's good with like if you have constellation triggers mm-hmm. um and then uh, the other one is obviously aura thief which i don't think is great because no. like a your enchantress deck is not going to have a lot of sack outlets yeah <laughs> so you don't really control when it happens and Especially then, in blue, yeah. And all they really have to do is, like, if they can destroy the... Like, you probably play the Enchanted Evening first. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then if they can destroy the Enchanted Evening before the Aura Thief dies, then it does nothing. And it also does nothing if you don't have Enchanted Evening yeah. on the battlefield. <laughs> yeah. And it's not easy to control. And Enchanted Evening kind of doesn't do anything <laughs> if you don't have the Aura Thief. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just a bad two-card combo in which neither half actually does anything on its own. Yeah. So what I'm saying is blue offers nothing, and if you think it does, I disagree. Yeah, I would just, like, look at... Take the time to look at it. I know that there are some high-profile cards, like Hannah, as we mentioned. Mm -hmm. There's some high-profile cards that care about enchantments in blue, but I would not say that that warrants... And also the if archetype. and also if the like literal best reward for enchantments in blue is itself a commander, then arguing for why like you need to warp your deck's colors yeah, color identity yeah, yeah. to fit this card doesn't make any sense at all because that's already an archetype in the format. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. I don't think that uh, saying like oh, but Hannah exists, so we have precedent is a good enough argument when they're printing a new commander yeah for it like that's that's the opposite of what we need yeah so so that's those are my thoughts on the color identity of this deck but i I still have lots more to say about enchantress um as it stands enchantress has um problems that are bigger than just not having a commander to support the archetype 
Yeah. <laughs> and I see them, I see like there's three main problems. So one of the problems is it's very bad at winning the game. Yeah, yeah. That it doesn't have win conditions usually. Yeah, the things that normally would get done via creatures are getting done via enchantments. Then you lose out on this natural. Oh my! I can always just turn this Llanowar Elf sideways, or I can just turn my Reclamation Sage sideways. Yeah, and uh, kill people if need be. Whereas like your overgrowth is never gonna murder anybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so really like. And there are, of course, things like Opalescence or Starfield of Nyx or, you know, like Scrollcraft combo. Yeah, yeah. But what, what it comes down to is, like, a normal deck is going to have 30 win conditions plus its commander, and an Enchantress deck is going to have maybe 5 yeah. <laughs> to 10, if, like, 5 to 10 win conditions in addition to its commander. Mm-hmm. And, and the creatures you are running, like Mesa Enchantress, Verdurin Enchantress... Like, they all have zero power. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of the payoff cards don't actually kill anyone. They just, like, increase your resources somehow. Yeah. And and even then, like, I don't actually think that Opalescence and uh, Starfield and Nyx, I think those are more a liability than anything. Yeah. Like, one of the benefits of playing Enchantment, Enchantress is that enchantments are difficult to remove. Like, I mean... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to argue against that later, but uh, <laughs> a, a, a passive bonus is that sometimes it's hard to interact yeah, with you. Yeah, three of the five colors like can't really interact with enchantments. Yeah, so that's a big benefit. And if you suddenly make them all creatures, then like basically every color can yeah can, can deal, deal with them. them. So you're by converting your enchant and enchantments into creatures, you're just losing out on one of your big advantages. And of course, they can also just like shut it off at any time because Opalescence or Starfield will itself make it into a creature. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. So that's that's one big issue is being bad at winning the game. And I think that like maybe that's one of the reason that one of the reasons that Pillow Fort originated because it's like man, this this deck can't win the game. So if I just <laughs> stole it long enough. Then eventually I'll draw into my combo or something. Like maybe that's the thought process. I, I, I have no idea. I yeah, yeah. I don't know the the history of the deck archetype. So another problem is that most of the enchantment rewards right now suck. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's really true. Uh, so we've got like you know six or so enchantress effects, like meaning like whenever you cast an enchantment, draw a card. Mm-hmm. But the problem is. The problem with those is they are annoying in both the early game and the late game. Like, if you have an opening hand with Wild Grove, Overgrove, Sylvan Library, and Verdurin Enchantress, like, what you... You get bad tension because it's like, well, obviously I should go Wild Growth into Overgrowth into... And then maybe, like, cast my Enchantress in this Sylvan Library. But because... If you do that, you know you're missing out on two cards. What you feel like you should do yeah. is do nothing until turn three, cast your Enchantress, wait for it to go all the way around the table with none of your opponents answering it, yeah. and then play all your stuff. And like, A, you're slowing yourself way down, you're missing out on good use of tempo, you're missing out on like the benefits of having those increased resources earlier in the game, mm-hmm. just because the incentives are fucked up on these enchantresses yeah 
So that's the problem that happens in the early game. And then in the late game, after you've cast all your enchantresses and you're in top deck mode, and then you see, oh, nice, Satyr Enchanter. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a two, three for three mana that does nothing until I have other good cards. Yeah. <laughs> it gets me more, like, it gets you gas when you already have gas. Yeah. But when once you're out of gas, it doesn't do anything for you. Yeah. I think that is one of the big things, too, the arguments I would have against blue. Uh, especially, like, I've been looking at the blue rewards, quote, quote, and there's pretty every, much none. Every blue card that mentions enchantments is mostly about hosing enchantments. Yeah, it's either countering or bouncing or something like that. Like, a lot of the constellation rewards are like, a creature is unblockable or... Yeah, just limited... Just, limited fodder like there's really nothing like there's more cards in blue that mention enchantment but most of them are because it's like counter an enchantment spell like mm -hmm. bounce an enchantment like not anything so that they're really the rewards really aren't here yeah <laughs> whoops so uh the third problem with enchantress decks is that they tend to just build up resources on the board and then lose the moment somebody casts Bane of Progress. Yeah. <laughs> there are things like uh, Open the Vaults or Replenish, but like th those cards don't really do anything when you're ahead. Like they don't actually help you win the game. They just, they're just like a counter, it's just like counter target Bane of Progress is what they actually say. Yeah, yeah. And the problem, and the problem is like there are way more ways to get Bane of Progress like, if you're playing green, you've got, you know, ten tutors or whatever. There's way more ways to get Bane of Progress than you have answers to Bane of Progress. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, it doesn't even matter if you are able to, like, on your turn, cast Replenish and get everything back. Because you just lost all your Pillow Fort effects and then they Alpha Striked you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just not that resilient. They're, they're, a lot of the big sweepers in the format take care of Even Nev's Disc, like blows up enchantments and i know most red and black i know a lot of red and black decks that run that just so they don't get hosed by whatever person is running whatever enchantment in the deck so it's it's kind of like eggs all in one baskety type situation yeah all right and then the fourth problem with uh with enchantress is just like it tends to or, or this is less a problem with the that's inherent to the archetype and more just how people build it. Mm -hmm. Like I, don't, I just don't think Pillow Fort is good. Like there's a reason that Healing Salve is so bad that it's never printed anymore, and yeah. Lightning Bolt is so good that it never is it's reprinted printed, in yeah. standard in, anymore. Not losing is much much worse than actively winning. Um, yeah, I. I agree <laughs> i definitely agree yeah so those are the, the the main problems with the enchantress archetype so do you i have some ideas for how they can like combat that but do you have thoughts on the matter um i have not actually i know you've actually like made some enchantress commanders before mm -hmm. so i would rather hear yours than like me shooting off the cusp some like bad idea <laughs> okay all right <laughs> So, I have ideas for, like, what good commanders would be, and then also just, like, main deck cards that mm -hmm. need to be printed. So, I think, um, I think we need more stuff that scales off of the, enchant the enchantments you already have on the battlefield. Yeah. 
so I, I think that like by far the best uh, in reward for playing enchantments is Sarah's Sanctum. A, oh, yeah. I mean, because it's like busted to just because all those lands are busted, just yeah. making a ton of mana, whatever. It's so good. But also because like it's an awesome top deck. Yeah. Where compared to most other things, like even the constellation stuff, which is a little bit closer to where you actually want to be, because mm-hmm. at least they trigger themselves. Yeah. But uh, Sarah's Sanctum, it comes off the top and it's like, wow, this is awesome. This is exactly what I wanted. Like, this is a great way to capitalize on this board I've built up. Uh, whereas most of the other enchantments, like, oh, Sigil of the Empty Throne, I can't wait to draw more enchantments for this to do anything. Oh, yeah. So I would love to see just things like uh, Collective Unconscious for uh, enchantments. Like, mm-hmm. just, you know, sorcery. Draw a card for each enchantment you control. Or, like, make a 3-3 beast for each enchantment you control. Yeah. Like, something that after that like doesn't punish you for going okay turn one wild growth or utopia scroll uh, sprawl turn burgeoning or something yeah turn to turn one burgeoning turn one exploration yeah turn to uh phyrexian uh arena or whatever just value enchantments and then like the last card in my hand oh i'm gonna refill it yeah based on all these things i played so yeah. far yeah yeah so i would love to see stuff like that Things that, like, enchantment rewards that are good top decks and build off of what you already have, as opposed to this has to come down. Like, God, Sigil of the Empty Throne. That's that's a really good example of, like, yeah. why these type, of, these type of triggers are bad. Because, like, imagine that same scenario I gave you earlier, but instead of Verdurin Enchantress, you have Sigil of the Empty Throne. Mm. And now it's not just, like, a single card you're giving up. It's, like, a 4-4 angel for each one of these stupid things. So you're going to just wait until turn five, yeah, cast yeah, yeah. your Sigil of the Empty Throne, and then cast your Wild Growth. Like, what kind yeah. of perverse <laughs> universe is that? Yeah, it's totally true. The only times I've ever seen Sigil of the Empty Throne, like, behave correctly was when it was kind of being comboed with, with, like, a Flickering Ward or something like sure. that. Like, never actually an enchanter. Like, it's a very bad Enchantress reward if you're trying to do a fair thing with it. Yeah. So I would definitely like to see more enchantment rewards that scale off of what you already have. Uh, another thing I'd like to see is more enchantment creatures. Yes, just yeah. because you really it's you really need to be able to just have creatures in your deck. Yes, like yeah, you need to be able to interact with their creatures at the baseline level, of, like blocking. blocking. Yeah, <laughs> like. Uh, like the artifact decks, they have tons of artifact creatures. Why yes. can't I have artifact creatures too? Why can't I just have good artifact creatures? Yeah. Why can't you just print more like a uh, courser of crew fixes? Yeah, just things yeah. that like okay gets me a little bit of value and it's an enchantment to trigger my stuff and it's a good blocker. Like yeah. great, please just print more of those. They don't even have to be that good. Yeah, <laughs> they just have to be good in my deck. Yeah. So more of those would love to see it, and also like when you get more. Well, I'd love to see more of those. Um, which, if you make more constellation creatures, like even yeah, it's even though it's not the type of reward I really want, it's still just like an enchantment creature that does something on his own and is good with more enchantments around. Sure, give me more of those. Yeah, and then the last thing I would like to see is how they design the commander yeah yeah Uh, so i think that a great well so i've designed commanders for the enchantress deck and i found one that i thought worked pretty well 
because it sort of worked around the weaknesses of the existing Enchantress archetype. I yeah. don't actually think it would be great if they fix all the other problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, just in just like you know a cheap uh, legendary creature, two or three mana, that lets you pay mana and sacrifice enchantments to draw cards. Oh yeah. Because uh, a, it's a protection against Bane of Progress type yeah. effects. Because you can just be like, uh, well, they're gonna bane me, but I'll just turn all, I'll just convert all my enchantments into cards anyway. Mm-hmm. And then also, like some of the enchantments lose their value over the course of a game. You don't really like wild growth is awesome on turn one, or burgeoning is awesome on turn one, and then if you draw it later in the game, it's like this is this is complete garbage. Can I have any other card instead? Yeah, and that's what your commander can give you. Yeah. No, that's cool. I think that's like a pretty elegant way to do that. And then also another benefit is that you can actually proactively use stuff like open the vaults or replenish. It doesn't have to be, well, I'll oh, just yeah. wait until somebody casts Bane of Progress. It's no, I'm going to draw a bunch of cards. To I'll suck on my stuff to draw a bunch of cards and then get it all back. And then if there happen to be additional constellation triggers, it's value it's going out, value coming in, and this card in my hand isn't dead. So yeah. that's value too. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I would like to see. But again, I would have to change my answer if they actually fix the other problems with the archetype. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's really the hope. And I feel like maybe, maybe <laughs> if you're going to do it, we'll see. We'll well, see yeah, they already one. started off with a, a bad choice. So yeah. we'll see if they can go up from here. Speaking of bad choices, uh, let's talk about the Esper deck. Hey. <laughs> uh, so I think this is a cool idea for a theme i've actually seen someone build an intet deck around this theme but again i really am not sure on the color identity yeah it's that's the theme here yeah so blue i think makes perfect sense you've got uh future sight mages of the future Mm -hmm. uh some good top of library tutors with like mystical tutor personal tutor Mm -hmm. And I think there, there's probably one or two other effects like that. So I'm I'm not upset with blue being part of the color identity. What really doesn't make sense to me is the fact that green is not part of the color yes. identity. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's really strange. Because green has a ton of stuff that cares about the top card of your library and also other stuff that is able to manipulate the top card of your library pretty easily. Yeah, and actually looking through some stuff, just briefly, a lot of the cards that aren't blue, when I was looking for cards in those colors that care about this, were part green. <laughs> like, the ones that cared about library or top of library were part green. Yeah. So, that like was... Like, Congregation at Dawn. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was really strange, so I, I totally agree with you. Uh, yeah, but, like, so just to give an idea of some of the things that green has... Uh, green has like pretty most of the efficient explorer cards are green. You've got your Jade Light Ranger, your Merfolk Branch Walker. You've got what's that enchantment? Oh, I can't remember the where your creatures explore when they enter. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you've got that repeatable the four cost four three that explores whenever it deals combat damage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's a pretty normal way to care about creatures. Uh, about the top card of your library. There's also stuff like um, Oracle of Moldiah, mm-hmm. Corsair of Crufix. Yeah. 
Into the Wilds, which is four cost enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, look at the top card of your library. If it's a land card, you may put it onto the battlefield. That's uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and then there's a, a very functionally similar card called Rowan, which is another four cost green enchantment. Reveal the first card you draw each turn. Whenever you reveal a basic land card this way, draw a card. Mm -hmm. Although I guess basic probably probably kills the utility of this card. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then there's things like Garak's Horde. Yeah, uh, it lets you cast the top card of your library if it's a creature. You've got Hua Tuo, Honored Physician, which is yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, three cost, one two human without a job. Tap, put target creature <laughs> card from your graveyard on top of your library. Uh, so he's a good way to manipulate the top card. And then speaking of other good green ways to manipulate the top card of your library, you've got Sylvan Library and Miri Skyle. Yeah, yeah, which have done that for years. So green, and of course uh, you've got Worldly Tutor, Brutalizer Exarch, yeah. Sylvan Tutor, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. other good ways to set up the top card of your library. So green not only has some of the best benefits for manipulating the top card of your library, but also the best ways to manipulate the top card of your yeah. library. <laughs> so it, it begs the question a little bit, uh, why why the Esper color identity? Why not include uh, green in this? Yeah, no, the I think, again, this seems like the kind of thing where they were like, oh, subjective reality, like top of library matters. Like that seems really Esper-y. And then they just did that, as opposed to looking at it and then seeing what actually fit. Um, because Simic has, for a really long time, also done the same kind of thing. Like, it's it's kind of been about growth and change, and they played around with library and shuffling and drawing and stuff like that. So even just in... Oh, yeah, there you go. If you've yeah. got... Uh... If you've got green, then you also get access to Momir Vig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. So, it, the, again, like, that's just another reason why... Like, I understand the blue, but the fact that green isn't in this combination is kind of strange. The only thing I was thinking of was there's some black cards that put themselves on the top of the library, or creatures on top. There's, like, Enigma Sphinx. I'm trying to think, like, Cascade. Like, you can set up Cascades or something like that if you put things on top. There's not really any good thing. I'm, I'm stretching <laughs> yeah. pretty hard here. I, I think that... Like, I feel like they're going to be playing... They're going to have to print cards, like a lot of cards for this deck. Yeah. Is what it seems like. The only thing I can um, guess is, like, maybe this is just a very light theme, and then they this is, like, the uh, half-measure, like, milk toast, <laughs> like, not really <laughs> committing to the theme option. Like, this is just a Esper control deck that happens to have a commander that lets you manipulate the top card of your library. Yeah, I yeah. So I really I honestly couldn't guess what's going on. I think it probably will mill. I think there will be some mill or self mill or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you're probably going to run your think tank. Yeah, think so. tank or the um there's a new card. I can't think of it. It's gone. There's stuff like that that like on your upkeep. Or maybe there's a, a Thassa. Yeah, exactly. There's like a Thassa or something like that. Like some scry. Whoa. Yeah. But I, I can't think of a cohesive theme that is already in print that they could use. I mean, they they could have done it if it was like blue green X or just blue green. But, yeah. But yeah, this doesn't really make sense. Maybe they just didn't want to. Uh... I mean, the the joke's gonna be on us when this is the coolest deck out of all of them. 
Yeah. And and whatever commander they end up making is like, oh wow, that's a cool, interesting oh, thing. No, I hope that my anger is justified though, because then I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be doubly mad if, to know that like I thought of it ahead of time and they just like didn't put the thought into preventing this catastrophe. Yep. Oh yeah. I'm also worried that this is going to just be another, like, Marisil or uh, Inala, mm-hmm. just, like, combo commander, and you're like, this adds nothing to the format. Yeah. Like, this is just, you just, another way to combo. Mm-hmm. You can make, like, more two-card combos, and one of them's your commander. Hmm. That's the thing I'm kind of upset might happen with this deck in particular. All right, uh, one last thing I want to talk about is uh, what they could have done instead of this top of library matters theme yeah <laughs> so like it's in, really like i said it doesn't really make any sense to me why they would have three decks that were very clearly following a pattern and then one odd man out yeah I, yeah it's very strange um so i think that there was is a lot they could do to with the four remaining card types mm-hmm. to just or i mean I don't think Planeswalkers would have been a good choice because, yeah. A, that's there's no way they could have made it contain enough good Planeswalkers to be functional and like within the same price range of the other decks in terms yeah. of the value of the cards. But and also like the playing against a Planeswalker deck is actually not that fun. No, it's especially really... if you're playing like an untuned. Yes. Yeah. Enchantment deck. A lot of times it ends up becoming a game of Arch Enemy, where it's just like all the untuned decks have to beat up on the one Planeswalker deck. Yeah. So I understand why they didn't do that. But I think that there is room for more than one good deck that cares about instants or sorceries. Yeah. That Yeah, that's actually the card type I would have picked, probably. Yeah, like I think a, a a deck that focuses on sorceries, ju- like just sorceries, yeah. would have been kind of interesting, and it wouldn't even necessarily have to have had blue in its color identity. Yeah, which would have been cool. I think that actually would have been really cool if they did something like that. Yeah, um, that was actually probably going to be my idea for this. Is like if they weren't if they're going to stick with the theme, like they could have done like minor benefit for casting sorcery. And sorceries themselves are just usually good enough to kind of keep you going. So, like, even, like, something as minor as, like, getting a creature token or gaining life or something, like, like paying extra costs to do something else. Like, there, there's a lot of rewards you can build that don't inherently break themselves. You, you could give yourself a reward that isn't just, like, reducing the cost of sorceries or drawing, drawing cards. more cards. <laughs> yeah, which it seems like they haven't done in a really long time. Yeah, I would really like to see a red-based sorcery deck, and mm-hmm. it could have other colors, that's fine, but... Um, I totally agree. Like, uh, red has tons of, like, sorcery speed, uh, artifact removal that's playable, or, like, board wipes that are playable or card filtering that's playable yeah it also has like some of the spiciest like doubling cards too like fork has been in red since alpha Mm -hmm. and now like we just got double cast so it's not like they're not doing that anymore yeah so it would i mean it does fun things or like apex of power like yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty cool yeah it's pretty sweet card um so i think that 
there's room for more than just Mizix when it comes to yeah oh yeah and sorceries yeah that, and that really is my biggest problem with a lot of the spell slinger kind of commanders we've gotten mm-hmm. is that they don't do what you want to do like they just end up comboing yeah and I want to be able to cast my spells and see them happen and keep going and interact with people as opposed to just kind of goldfish in the corner yeah like okay guys i did it honestly neheb is probably the best sorcery commander yeah yeah (laughs) um i also think that like creatures could have been done in an interesting way um yeah if it was just base creatures then no that's boring oh yeah jaya ballard yeah jaya ballard would have been super a deck for jaya ballard that'd be awesome yeah yeah um but i but i think they could have done creatures in an interesting way um like yeah. if it, like if they picked a subset that hadn't been fully explored, mm-hmm. for example, uh, creatures with power four or greater, or uh, creatures with CMC three or less, or creatures with power two or less. Yeah, like, there is room for additional decks other like other than Goreclaw yes. or Teshar <laughs> that use the same uh, subset of cards. Yeah, and also it's very easy especially with creatures because they have a few more characteristics than other cards to pick a characteristic to build off of. Yeah. So, like, they totally could have done power, they could have done toughness, they could have done... Creature types. Creature types. That would have been a great theme for a commander deck. What? (laughs) Um, They could have done CMC, they could have done, like, abilities, they could have done so many things. So it... That that one, like, I understand it seems like low-hanging fruit, but also they could have used that as a way... To make it something people weren't expecting, mm-hmm. which would have been cool. They also, uh, honestly, they could have done an instant deck that was like blue black. Yeah, yeah, that would have been cool too. Because like a lot of black's power is in its uh, spot removal, a lot of blue's power is in its counter spells, and um, they're also positioning black as like the flash color yeah they, yeah, they yeah. started to experiment with that in m19 so they could have done a deck built around that to reinforce it yeah so there is a lot of things a lot were, of things could have been done yeah there were a lot of opportunities like they could have i think they honestly could have just figured out another theme in future years that could encompass this top of library like figure out a set of decks in which it would be more natural as opposed to obviously the the outsider the kid that like eats glue or whatever (laughs) yeah because i'd really do feel like they're going to have to print a lot of things for this and so i I mean in in some ways i'm excited to see like what the hell were you doing like were you able to make this work and in some ways i'm just like no just you should should have just tried something else first. Like, mm-hmm. this is not, not the place for this. Yeah, especially since they just have so few slots. Like, it works out to, what, maybe 15 cards per deck? And some of those are shared between the decks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is weird. That's a very strange thing. Yeah, so... I mean, good luck to them, because their successes are success. <laughs> yeah, but true. I I just don't think they set themselves up to succeed yeah so yeah yeah that's i guess that's how we went through all of them now right uh yeah there's just one last thing to mention which was the uh unusual timeline oh god yeah like why they waited so long it wasn't even on announcement day yeah the fact that they could have announcement day 
uh, what, two months ago, six weeks ago, and then still not mention the product that was coming out three months later. Yeah, it was very strange. Um, I don't know. They, it's... And of course, and then the way they like actually release the information is like, here's 45 minutes of us talking about M19 Limited, and then just banning people on the chat who are like too aggressively yes. asking about Commander stuff. Yeah. It's like, why would you do that to people? Force them to sit through 45 minutes of stuff they do not care about. Yeah, to hear this little bit of to information. To get the triplets. Yeah, of, okay, here's the deck names and, <laughs> uh, oh, and the artwork. That is another thing. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that we have five, four or five. Actually, we had more than that, I think. Six, uh, yeah, one, I think two. we got like six pieces of art. Um, yeah, six. We could briefly touch on what they suggest and the uh, disparate levels of quality. Between the yeah, <laughs> there really, there really is. Um, I, I don't know. The, I'm, I wasn't expecting to see a knight. One of them's a knight. There, there is some. Uh, s- well, so the the first art spoiled is a knight, and um, there's been some speculation that that's actually General Varchild. Oh, um, that'd be cool, actually. Like, people have been matching up some of the symbols and the design of the helmet to depictions of Varchild on other cards. Mm-hmm. So that is, uh, that's a possibility. Uh, there's also this spider. Big spider, yeah. Which is, looks like it's black, red, green by the, the based fa- on the... The black, red, and green the color scheme. Art. Yeah. <laughs> wow, well, I wonder where that's going. Yeah. There, um, yeah, there's a lady with, like, a bunch of masks floating looks very esper yeah it looks pretty espery maybe you know changing form Mm -hmm. maybe perhaps shapeshifter commander yep uh and then we've got a uh a color a a a color a piece of art with um the nyx visual cue of like the shadows fading into stars and then, like, prominent white, blue, and green in the art. So yeah. that's pretty safe to say that that's in it's the enchantment probably... list. Yep. Uh, and then a... I, I'm not sure what deck this is from, but a beautiful, beautiful piece by Seb McKinnon. Yeah, heck yeah. Seb McKinnon has really been on a roll lately. I, I'm. He's been, yeah, like, kicking butt. Uh, yeah, I think we're, we're very blessed to have his yeah. art in the game. <laughs> yeah, especially nowadays when... Uh, it... Oh, but I didn't even describe it. So it's a... Uh, <laughs> It's a young girl uh, with like a fishing net veil, sit like standing in a swamp. Yeah, you're starting to buy moths. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, and then purple zombie. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, so. It's clearly takes place on Innistrad. There's like a, a symbol of Avacyn on a nearby tombstone that's kind of warped, so post shadows. Yeah, but we'll we'll it's, see. Yeah, it's just crawling out of the ground. But most of these, other than, like, the one hinting at Nick's enchantments and, like, the mask, don't really point towards a mechanical direction. Yeah. Like, the zombie, okay, yeah, the zombie is, like, coming out of the ground or whatever, but really I'm waiting to see what these do and what they decide to print. Because another thing, too, is that they talked about planeswalkers and the splurb. Splurb, blurb, whatever mm-hmm. they yeah, call that splurb. thing. The splurb, uh, but they have not shown any pictures of planeswalkers. So, yeah, I guess we'll they're see. holding off on that. Unless, uh, unless these are the planeswalkers, you know. That would be. The, I mean, spicy. actually, go back to the go back to the art really quick. The mm-hmm. fact that um, the so the fact that some of them are portrait might actually be a hint that those are the planeswalkers. Yeah, this might be a planeswalker. Because, like, why pay the artist? 
to yeah to do it in that direction if you're going to crop most of it out i wouldn't be surprised oh that actually is oh yeah that's actually true yeah huh. so the just so you know the um woman surrounded by floating crystal masks is uh is portrait so that implies that she's a planeswalker as is the, the uh Seb mckinnon art the Seb mckinnon piece yeah which is really that'd be really interesting yeah who the hell would that be that's it's hard to tell like uh i don't see any hints of red in the color palette usually they're pretty usually they like go really go hard on the color palette to suggest the colors for these commander decks yeah oh yeah um I think to the detriment sometimes. Okay, well, uh, hold on. We can do a little. We can figure this out. So, the mask lady is pretty clearly Esper. Yeah. So definitely. that's the Esper planeswalker. So what is? So the three remaining options. The girl is not clearly not an Is it artificer? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So she's either the um, the land planeswalker or the oh god yeah or the enchantress planeswalker. Oh, because this could the lady pouring the Nyx stream could be the, the. But I don't. Th- but the thing is, like the Nyx implies, like uh, the Nyx visual cues implies that the card itself is an it's enchantment, an enchantment. And they're not going to oh, make yeah. an enchantment planeswalker. That's true. So. Yeah. So then girl, this one could be the enchantment planeswalker, or could be the land planeswalker. Just oh cut. yeah, because she isn't a marsh. Yeah, like I mean, I, I don't think so. The deck is black green. The the land deck is black green. And, I mean, there are, like, red flowers. I, I just don't oh, think... I think that's just accent, because it's so minor. Yeah, but to have, like, if the deck doesn't have... If the card doesn't have black in its color identity, then, like, setting it in a, a swamp is kind of misleading. Yeah. I think this suggests the, uh, the Seb McKinnon is the Jund Land Planeswalker. Uh, hopefully. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> All right, this is my... That's my prediction, all right, you heard it here first. All right, we'll we'll see if we uh, logic it out. Let's see if we got that right. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see how many of these predictions actually mm-hmm. like fall through and or are correct. Yeah, I, I mean, I would like to be just. I would like my pessimism to to be punished. I would like to be proven wrong about my the reservations I have about some of these decks. Yeah, because I mean, my worry is just like. They end up not viable or they're good stuff. Yeah. I think both of those are bad outcomes for the format. Yep. So we'll see. Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch with me, I am at Commander Theory on Twitter and Tumblr. If you want to reach Zach, he is at Fat Bartleby on Twitter and Tumblr. The opening song is Lincoln Continental by Entropy, and you can check him out on SoundCloud. We'll talk to you guys next time. 